Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. It's kind of like the blessing and the curse of coming into this role was that that was pretty undefined. Um, and so the challenge was just having a bit more courage in my decisions. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. We are in Queenstown, New Zealand, and it is incredible. It is the city with the best adventure activities ever. They invented bungee jumping. What? I even went on this thing called the swing where you jump off a ledge and then you dangle sort of like a bungee jump, but on a swing. It's crazy. And we have Natalie here working with an awesome company called Werewolf that focuses on adventure tourism. Hello. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Go ahead. Introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about what you do. Okay, great. Um, Well, my name's Natalie and I work here for Werewolf, as you said, in the adventure capital, Queenstown, New Zealand. Uh, And I'm the client success manager here. So I help all of the clients get used to the software, um, find out what their requirements are and how we're going to best fit their business. And then just the ongoing like um, questions and answering their concerns around that. And what does Werewolf do? Uh, so essentially it started off as like an adventure tourism app that would replace just the digital waiver side of businesses, which is kind of like the brainchild of the you know the CEO at the time. Um, and gradually it's kind of sprawled out into like this really cool like marketing analytics backend, a, a CRM sort of software. Um, and we designed the apps perfectly suited to the businesses with the brands and the images and stuff. So it's kind of um, a bit of a double-edged sword and it's still growing at the moment. So it's actually a really exciting time for us and Keeps moving. Give us an example of your perfect customer. Um, I guess like the perfect customer would be a small to medium business that is looking for a way to get rid of like the filing cabinet storage that's taking up their space. A they small also, to medium business in the adventure space. Exactly. Okay. In the adventure tourism space. But like to be fair, we've got clients from loads of different industries. So we've got spas that use us. Oh. Uh, yeah, we've got like an English um, teaching language school just around the corner that's using us to track their students. Um, so it is a pretty versatile tool, but it is mainly targeted towards adventure tourism. So ideally it would be an adventure tourism business, but it is very versatile. Um yeah, so a company that kind of fits into that sort of niche, but then is also kind of looking for ways to grow and stuff. So rather than just replacing the digital waiver side of things, we can actually also provide them with all the background information of all of their customers. They might look back in a year's time on their graphs and actually find out that they're getting loads more customers from Germany than they thought, for example. So they need to put out German waivers or 
Um, so that kind of people that are a bit more interested in digging under the surface of what's going on with their customers and how they found them. So really from from a user standpoint, I'm the person doing an adventure. I come up, there's a screen that I have to sign a digital waiver. Werewolf is powering that digital waiver. But really from the partner side, from your client side, you're also getting data from me that I'm American and I'm a female and all these things, maybe even that I'm from Los Angeles. And so that way in the future, um, the adventure tourism companies can cater towards those markets and, and further expand their business. Yeah, exactly. And we can ask questions, you know, like, where did you hear about us? And it can have, I walked past, TripAdvisor, Facebook. So you can actually see, like, where your spend is going. If you're putting brochures around different hotels, you can put in the hotels and map that back a totally. little bit. Yeah. I mean, we even have that when people schedule um, meetings with me, I ask like where for related to We Are LA Tech, my company in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, I ask, you know, where did you discover We Are LA Tech? And one thing that really surprises me all the time is I get a lot of people that discover We Are LA Tech via my speaking gigs. Like oh, yeah. when I speak <laughs> in an event, they're like, oh, I was I was like, whoa, I, <laughs> I didn't expect that's not something you can see on Google Analytics. No. Exactly. And even like people collecting that, you can have it on paper and that's great, but you still need to put that away and graph it somewhere. So to just kind of have that all going on in the background as people are signing on and making sure like all the liabilities are secure and then to be able to reflect on that in three months or six months and actually have a graph of that in front of you is kind of saving a lot of time as well. Totally. When did you first discover technology? Uh, Like working in tech? Yeah, just the world of technology. When do you first remember having a true interest in the world of technology? Um. I think my like my personal interest never really led me towards technology. It was I was always way more interested in reading and writing and things that didn't really like coincide with that. Um, and then I worked for a while in doing some proofreading and editing, but also digital marketing and blog content and right. stuff like that. And it kind of started moving on from there. And I think um, my initial resistance to tech was kind of uh, how would I how would I say it. I don't think it was very well thought out. Right. I think it was um, just kind of more to do with, I guess, like proving something, you know, it was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. So that's kind of, you know, cool. Right. Um, don't, maybe don't include that bit. But. <laughs> Stop. No, it's good. to. Yeah. No, it's actually, no, it's really powerful to say you don't know how to do something, but you're going to do it anyway and give it your best shot because you believe you're capable of doing it like that's a powerful thing yeah I just don't think that I really like thought about it as being like the tool that it could have been and then when I moved into digital marketing and I started seeing like the actual um the kind of like the variety of things that you could achieve and really like tracking these behaviors and like even like something something as basic as like google analytics or something and all of a sudden I was thinking like this is actually pretty cool yeah and so that was a few years ago that it just started in digital marketing um, and then I've just kind of gradually come on from there. Um, I'm a little bit, I don't know, it's, I guess voyeuristic with my interests in right? tech. Like yeah. I kind of, I don't totally um, understand every single article I read, but like it's fascinating. These, I, you know, I get these um, email subscriptions. Right, right. And they send me these articles on these amazing, you know, sort of like rechargeable, um, you, might, you might want to include this because it's probably wrong, but it was like a rechargeable proton that would replace our reliance on lithium. And so, like, I don't actually know how they did that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on 100% behind that. But, like, to me, that's just become, like, 10 times more interesting in the last few years. What uh, what blogs you or email lists do you pay attention to? Um, do you have any recommendations for us? I think my favorite blog slash website is called Wait But Why. 
Oh, and I've never even heard of it. You haven't heard of it? Wait, but why? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a great name. Yeah, it's wicked. It's these two guys, um, and it's very infrequent that they post. Like I always go back and refresh it, and there won't be anything there because their articles are like seven thousand words, and they go into these the most amazing concepts and so thoroughly. Um, and it's kind of like intensely, like it's a lot of science and physics and a lot of technology and like philo- philosophy and a little bit cynical at the same time, but it's super easy to read and it's really entertaining and these guys are incredible. Um, so that's the one that I'm like constantly refreshing and constantly waiting for them to put more content up. So if you're listening, please put more content up. I know you have lives, but <laughs> I appreciate it. I always say um, a lot of times people ask me about like, how do you get people to subscribe to your podcast or something like that? I get that question a lot. I'm like, you know, I don't care who subscribes, like who presses subscribe. What I care about is, is are people subscribe mentally Yeah, because it's way more powerful for you to be thinking, wait, but why? Let me see what they have coming out. Like if I do the same thing with the startup podcast, I'm like, do they have a new episode yet? (laughs) Like I don't need a notification to tell me to go because I care that much. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. And that's something that's, a little bit different because it's not really a metric you can even track. No. So it's kind of a funny one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it goes a lot further. If people are actively checking rather than just kind of getting the odd update, like you've got obviously a passionate following. hundred yeah. percent. I just, I think there's so much to be said about, um, I'm literally just making this up right now, but human analytics yeah. versus just website analytics or, or Google. There's just so much to be said about talking like today. Um, uh, I emailed someone. Okay. So someone, we have a private Slack group for yeah. we are like tech. Someone signed up. Um, it's a paid Slack. I messaged them. I'm like, if there's one thing that you could get out of the Slack group, what would that one thing be? They said they um, really appreciated the question and what they would like is more speaking opportunities. It's just not something you could generally find out. I mean, maybe if you had a form, but people hate forms. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so it's like when you're dealing with a more community orientated aspect of fostering a community, I just think way more attention needs to be spent on human analytics. Yeah, exactly. And that is those things that you can't actually just put into like a neat little box and put it somewhere, you know, say, oh, okay, cool. So that matches up with the rest of our data. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's so many variables to every single person's interaction with like your brand or your experience. So I totally appreciate that. There's something so different between like, you know, werewolf powering when someone goes through a check-in process, which is a different life experience Mm -hmm. than I'm sure you um, fostering relationships with the the werewolf clients. Like you don't just send all of your clients one survey, like, okay, we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You have to reach out to each client, be like, how's everything going for you? Just be human. And like people, that's the thing is like so many people, like they just love that. And it's so funny because, because we do work with this massive variety of industries, like you, we, I'm always meeting the funniest people, like whether it's adventure tourism or yeah. we're getting loads of um, like bar crawls, sort of these, these really yeah. cool kind of things where you can hop on and you pedal. And yes, like, they have that in LA. Yeah, so we've got a few of those coming in from the States now and yeah. they look so cool and these guys are so funny to talk to on the phone. And then like, yeah, I think it's just really awesome just to be able to sit down for an hour and they, they're they super, like, self-deprecating. Yeah. There's these guys and they're like, oh, 
I'm sorry, you know, you're going to have to get past my accent kind of thing. <laughs> like, well, you have to get past mine. Like, <laughs> like, oh. You, Your expertise is essentially forming relationships with your clients and making sure everybody's taken care of, right? Yeah. And do you have any insights for us on different methods or different um, observations and how to best foster those relationships? Yeah, um, I think just I've always found that like responding to people and their method works really well. I think I kind of, um, when I came into it, there wasn't a blueprint here for me. The company was so small um, up until maybe a couple of years ago that it really could just be, um, you know, there was the product specialists and then there was the developers and everything could kind of be managed by those two. Um, And then as we kind of started finding new industries and gaining this momentum, all of a sudden people were like, well, actually, like, I can't really do that because I need to be doing this other part of my job now. Um, so that's when I kind of came in and cre- this role was sort of created around me um, for this company. So it's been kind of interesting of actually track, like finding my own way of doing things. Uh, and when I started, I was kind of like, okay, this is how I want to sound in an email and this is how I want to sound on the phone But then people ended up like, you know, everyone's got so much of their own personality that they want to share with Werewolf. Like everything's customized to them. So um, kind of like meeting them at that table and actually just having like a bit of a Kiwi sense of humor on the phone and just talking about, you know, talking about crap in emails. I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) But like talking about crap in emails and just kind of like having a laugh um, and just sort of relaxing into the role a little bit and just being super confident in the brand that I'm representing and also what I can do for people as well, I think has been probably like the best um, like uh, turning point, I suppose, in working for this company. And, um, and how did you discover Werewolf? Um, So just turning up back in Queenstown uh, after a few years away from New Zealand and so an opening at a local company, uh, which is pretty much pretty rare for Queenstown. Like there's a lot of big companies, a lot of tourism and stuff. So to kind of see a role come up in a company that looked like it had a really cool direction, I was kind of pretty interested. Um, just met in, uh, sorry, came in and had a chat with everyone. And they were like, cool, come in next week and we'll just take it from there. That's it. And how yeah. long have you been working? Um, a year now. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it's cool. It kind of started out, like I said, it was this like, it really wasn't a role. They weren't really, sh- they knew what they kind of wanted to do with it. But then it was also kind of a matter of coming in and seeing where, my skills could kind of fill the gaps and then um, sort of building it up around there. Totally. Yeah. I, I've, I've been here for a few hours today and I've yeah. loved the culture of werewolf. I love how supportive werewolf is of the women in tech community. Yeah. I love the kind of innovation behind werewolf and um, how I can very positively see it expand outside of New Zealand. And yeah. I just, I think werewolf to me feels um, bigger like it feels yeah. like it's not in a small town in New Zealand. It feels like it's positioned yeah. to take over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They might yeah. just be <laughs> might be our attitudes, but <laughs> but it's funny. Like even sitting in this room, like normally there's a ping pong table and a darts board in that room next door. Yeah. And so normally every half an hour or so is punctuated by like crashes on this wall as people do these crazy dive yeah. shots at the ping pong table. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a very cool atmosphere to work in. And um, what's one challenge that you've overcome successfully and what did you learn from it? The challenge, it's kind of like the blessing and the curse of coming into this role was that that was pretty undefined. Um, and so the challenge was 
just having a bit more courage in my decisions and actually knowing that, you know, like um, that's kind of what Ben said to me maybe a few months after I started. He was like, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Like I think I was tiptoeing around a little bit trying to figure out like what to do and would it be okay? Um, and then just kind of acknowledging that I had a bit of ownership over my role and just kind of going with decisions and, um, yeah, being a little bit more confident in how I kind of operated with the clients and stuff as well. I think that was a challenge for a while was just kind of knowing, not understanding exactly where my job started finished and then overcoming it was just kind of deciding for myself (laughs) where it started and finished. Totally. Yeah, just being like, okay, I'm just going to do this now. (laughs) That's so cool. And now you work at it here at a tech company in a role that is not tech based. It's very human relations based. Mm -hmm. So did you find it daunting to learn about the technology in order to communicate the technology in your role? Uh, yes and no. Like I didn't, you know, I knew a fraction of the stuff that I know now when I started um, and I'll continuously be changing because technology is moving faster than my brain can anyway. Yeah. So I'm always trying to keep up. Um, but I think it's actually made me far more interested in learning the intricacies behind it and actually um, – you know, there was a there was a time where I was kind of happy just facilitating, just passing things on between people. But now it's actually looking at things behind the curtain and wondering how they all actually come together. And, you know, may, maybe I can get my toaster to start at seven in the morning, too, if I learned how to code and kind of just piecing all of that together. It's made a lot more interesting from actually being exposed to it in here. So cool. And where can people find you online? Uh, the company. A- and you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Cool. Natalie Ryder, working for Werewolf. I Can you spell it out for us? Yeah. Na- so Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, and Ryder, R-Y-D-E-R. So I'm, I'm linked to LinkedIn for Get Werewolf. I think, is it Get Werewolf? No, I think it's just Werewolf on LinkedIn. And, and but it. just so you guys know, the website itself is getwerewolf.com. Yeah, exactly. So it's G-E-T-W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F.com. Natalie, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. <laughs> thank You've you. been awesome. <laughs> it's been so much fun being here. If you guys want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. And on all the socials at Women in Tech Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Traveling New Zealand, featuring and celebrating amazing women in tech all across the North Island and South Island. I came across James with Werewolf and man, was he helpful in connecting me to the women in tech community in order to enable me to empower these incredible women to move forward. So just passionate about women in tech. My name is James Burns. I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Werewolf, the app for venture tourism operators. I've had the pleasure of working for a lot of really smart women, and uh, both in tech and outside of tech. And it's just generally been my experience over the last 20 years that there's not nearly enough women's voices in leadership roles in, in tech companies. And so I just think it's important that we have that sort of voice. Uh, myself, I have two young daughters who today are four and six. And I want to make sure that when they get to an age where they're ready to start their first company, that they have all the opportunity and support they need. Werewolf makes it easy for adventure tourism operators, everything from skydiving companies and bungee operators to jet boating and rafting companies to go paperless, to handle the guests from arrival all the way through departure, um, check them in through a really beautiful custom-branded iPad app, ask them a lot of key questions, 
take that data, build a customer marketing database. Werewolf was recognized by Deloitte in their Fast 50 Awards for this year as the rising star one to watch. And as we move to the United States, it's really important that we continue to capitalize on the kind of growth that we've experienced over the last three years. And we're doubling, tripling size of company annually. Queenstown is the adventure capital of the world. We have 150 plus adventure tourism operators just within a 10 minute drive of where we're sitting right now. Any activity you can think of you'd want to do, you could do it. Bungee jumping was invented here. Jet boating was invented here. I mean, there's so much that happens here. There's so much innovation around the adventure topic that we're really primed well to leverage that. And that's no better place for us to be based. Be sure to explore more about Werewolf at GetWerewolf.com. That's G-E-T-W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F.com. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.